Hey friends, it's Katie. Welcome to another episode of Sober Sips. And I'm solo for this little intro. Emily and I recorded our interview with Tanya a couple weeks ago, and I completely forgot to do any sort of intro when I had her available. So here we are. Um, we had such a fun time talking with Tanya. Um, as you'll hear in the interview, she um, has created a podcast and a alcohol-free wellness subscription box. She's also been in the holistic and wellness space uh, for a very long time. And it's just, just, she has her hands in so many cool things and we're all here for it. So I really hope that you guys enjoy our talk with her and we hope that you're also enjoying Sober Sips. And if you are a creator or somebody in the sober space and you wanna come on the show and chat with us, you can email me at, or email us rather at maliceandmocktails at gmail.com or you can send us a DM on Instagram, maliceandmocktails, and we will talk to you soon. Let's get into it. Welcome to um, Sober Sips, Tanya. We're so excited to have you. Um, how are you today? I am doing well, and thank you so much for allowing me to be here. I am excited about us having this conversation, and I'm so glad to be able to meet you and Emma, and I am just, this is going to be phenomenal. I can't awesome. wait. Yeah, no, we are so excited to have you. Um, so we can we can just jump right in. Um, if you want to tell us and our listeners a little bit about um, who you are, uh, where you're from, do you have any pets, kind of whatever you want to share is, is perfectly fine. Well, I am Tanya Murphy. I am the creator of Calm and Cocktails um, and Calm Cocktails and Conversations. So Calm and Cocktails is a subscription um, business that we blend calming uh, items along with non-alcoholic items. Uh, the way that I came to Common Cocktails is because my background um, is in holistic health and well-being, and I specialized in neuroplasticity. Now, the interesting thing about that is um, I am also a woman who has ADHD, and I was diagnosed late. So I didn't get diagnosed until 53. I'm 55 now. Um, but I knew all my life that my mind worked differently. It, my brain functioned differently. I thought differently. Um, but I also knew I didn't remember names. Like I'm, I have to write everything down. And I, if there were just certain things, you know, I'm a brilliant, great student, but daydreamed in the classroom a lot because I get bored mid, you know, mid lesson. Um, and then just as, as life went on, I just recognized there were some other things, anxiety and depression and those different things came up, which led me into neuroplasticity because the reality is, although I was in that business, I was really in it for myself. I initially started because I was on a journey to learn what in the world is going on with me. And unfortunately, women are the most misdiagnosed, underdiagnosed not diagnosed at all when it comes to the ADHD realm. And so that took me on the journey to wanting to help people learn how their brains functioned and operated and ways that we could calm our brains for those of us who have a very busy mind. So that's how I kind of got into the neuroplasticity space. Um, I've been in that space for well over at this point, 20 years. Um, I owned a studio called Ustawi Wellness Studio, which then transitioned to Rest wellness studio. And the reason it became rest is because I didn't know how to. So that piece of, because my mind was so busy, I didn't know how to rest. And it was very frustrating because I could help other people rest, 
but I couldn't do it myself. And so one of the things that I brought into the studio were non-alcoholic cocktails. People love the idea of coming to a spa and having a glass of champagne or a glass of wine. But because I had a background where I like a cocktail, but the cocktails didn't like me, they would make me anxious, nervous, I couldn't sleep, heart palpitations. It was all the things that now I realize also came with the ADHD. So I wanted to be able to provide an alternative so people still felt like they were getting that spa experience without the alcohol. And so my initial uh, dive into non-alcoholic beverages was with Curious Elixirs, which is one of my, my favorite brands. And so I loved uh, that I could provide my clients with something. They still felt like they had a cocktail because it did make them feel good. They did feel calm. They did feel kind of late, you know, kind of that chilled out deal without any of the inebriation. So that's where I started in my journey to um, this non-alcoholic cocktails. Uh, then I decided... Hmm, well, I'm not going to continue to do um, the spa because I wanted to kind of step back from that piece. And I decided that I was going to do this subscription boxes because I felt like people sometimes want to be able to relax. They want to do it without alcohol and they want to be able to find things to help them do that. But they don't want to run here, there and everywhere trying to figure out what to put together to create an experience. And so I wanted people that when they order from Common Cocktails, they don't just get a non-alcoholic drink, they get an experience. So that may come with um, an essential oil kit with a diffuser and then a recipe for a non-alcoholic drink. And then it will come with the non-alcoholic items that you need to create this drink. And that may change month to month because it just all depends on the experience that I wanna be able to create each month. Um, so we did that and then I said, it would really be great to have some conversations with people who want to be able to learn how to um, rest, have people to be able to hear from other people who want to, they want to know how to rest and how other people are able to rest in their personal lives. So then I created Calm Cocktails and Conversations. And so the conversations are very much laid back. Um, there's really no script to it. And we are talking to people who have busy lives, but have learned how to embrace rest. Um, and then, so for that, we also have a non-alcoholic cocktail recipe uh, that our listeners can be able to um, make themselves at home. And it's just trying to create this atmosphere of helping people know that there is a community that supports your having a calm lifestyle and a restful lifestyle in this non-alcoholic space. So that's kind of how I got into this this space. Um, I am a mother of four beautiful children. All of them are adults. Um, my oldest child is 34 years old. Uh, and then uh, all the way down to my our only son, who is 22 years old. Uh, I, I have uh, two grandbabies uh, who I love dearly and uh, my phenomenal husband who has supported me on this journey. And I just, my goodness, I have got to give him his kudos because remember, He's been working with a wife for now 29 years that didn't know I had ADHD, but he knew it was something. <laughs> he just didn't know what. So uh, we have been married for 29 years. Um, he's been with me on this journey. He's supported me in every business that I've had because I am a serial entrepreneur. 
Um, my initial background when I talked about um, neuroplasticity actually began with women's health and wellness as a federal women's health lobbyist. So I worked for a variety oh, wow. of associations in Washington, D.C. And that really was the stepping stone to me seeing that women were always disproportionately impacted by things that had to do with our health, that we were always giving to others, that we took care of everybody else before our own needs. Um, and I just wanted to make sure I was everything that I've done from that point has always been helping people take care of themselves because that's the one thing that we really um, fail to do as women. And that's take care of ourselves because we're taking care of everybody else. So that's yeah. kind of my, my journey. That's awesome. I have so many questions. <laughs> um, how, so how long um, have you been in the, in the holistic space? I don't, I don't think you mentioned like total yet. Okay, that's a great question. I have been in the holistic space since 2003. Okay. Um, it's, it's been a long time. I, I have been doing this before aromatherapy was popular. As a matter of fact, I was doing, I was, I, I want to say even further back, probably around 1995 is when I began to really explore things like aromatherapy um, mm -hmm. and, and herbalist, herbal recipes and kind of concoctions. So it was back then. And it started because I had my, uh, my oldest daughter had eczema. And they wanted to be able to give all these big cream of things that did nothing but just made her skin greasy, but didn't give her any relief from the itching and, and the dryness that she was dealing with. And at that time, um, I found a company that did wholesale aromatherapy. And not only that, but they also would make products for you. And so um, I had them make a product for my daughter's skin. She was only three and it cleared her skin cleared up in five days. And so once that happened, that was the beginning of my journey uh, into holistic wellness. Um, in terms of, let me just say, Katie, that I have done so many things. I swear to goodness, it seems like if I start rolling it off, it's going to be like Ooh, you're all, you're all over the place. But, but it's just, it's the ADHD. And then it's also that creative piece in me that when I decide I want to do something, I'm just going to do it. So we went from women's health lobbying back in the 90s, 95, 96, 97, um, working with hospitals, different organizations, helping them be able to lobby. I was fortunate enough to be able to work on um, health, United, you know, healthcare for all. It was back in the day we were trying to get universal healthcare back during the Clinton administration, uh, which really became the foundation of what we now have with Obamacare. And so I had an opportunity to be able to work on that long ago. Of course, you know, long ago it didn't come through, but eventually it did. Um, and so I started kind of doing my own thing right around 2003. Um, that's when I recognized I wanted to be able to do skincare products. Because again, I had my child. For me, it's always about how it impacts me personally. And then if, if I find something that works for me, then I want to see if it will help other people. So it started with my daughter in the eczema, creating a skincare line at that time. Um, I also, not only had I gone to college, but in, at, right out of high school, I'd gone to cosmetology school because I wanted to be able to do hair. I love doing hair. I did it all through high school. Um, and so I then started thinking about natural hair care products in the early 2000s. So I don't know if you know how much you know about the natural hair care industry, but for women of color, it, has, it had been a, a job trying to be able to find um, great products for our hair. It was just always hard to be able to find something that really worked. And so I started doing natural hair care products uh, right around that 2000, 2003. Um, 
I also decided right around 2005 or six, I was going to stop working for anyone else and work solely for myself. So when I started doing that, I went into my hair care business full time. It was called Beyond Natural. We moved to Georgia around that time and I had a whole natural hair care studio in the area that I lived in. There was nothing for natural hair care at that time. You'd have to go into Atlanta to be able to find something. And when you did find it, it was extremely expensive because, as you know, when something first comes out, it's always pricey. Um, So I wanted to make sure it wasn't pricey because just getting your hair done shouldn't always be pricey. And I wanted to make sure that I was really addressing that demographic of women who were struggling to find somewhere to have their hair done. Um, Right around that time, I started to notice that my hair started getting thin. And then the thin just kept, kept, kept on going. Um, I had studied trichology, which is the science of the scalp, but didn't really um, think that I would ever apply that to myself. But I did. So I learned that I had um, scarring alopecia. And so that made me want to be able to help women with hair loss even more. So I started to specialize in that. So that was maybe between 2007 and maybe 2010. Um, That was wonderful. I love doing it. I love working with women. But the thing that uh, I began to notice over time is that it wasn't just a matter of what we put on our hair or on our scalp. It was a matter of what we were eating, how often we were eating, were we hydrating our bodies, what were we stressed? I mean, it was just a, a myriad of things. And so it just became over the course of my life, I'm just realizing everything, the foundation just kept building. So I've always been in, in healthcare. It's always been something about healthcare and wellness, but it just kept building. And then, you know, I know you ladies, you go to the hairdresser, hairdressers hear every story in the world. We hear about the stress. We hear about the family, the marriages, the kids, the job. Then I realized, oh, my God, people are really stressed. And that made me start studying neuroscience and really starting to try to learn more about neuroplasticity and how the brain worked um, and why it functioned the way that it did. So we slid into then going into creating Ustawi Wellness Studio. Ustawi means wellness in Swahili. And so I wanted to create this studio. People would come in and they would get things. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but they would get things like BrainTap, which was created by Dr. Patrick Porter um, through BrainTap Technologies. There were over seven or 800 different types of meditations that our clients could get in a brain taps um, that they could choose for choose for a brain tap session. I would usually meet with them, determine what I thought their need was based on what they told me. And then we would get into a series of meditations and I would watch people, um, people's stress go down, blood pressure go down. I would watch people who were dealing with grief begin to be able to deal with that um, uh, with a little more comfort. So I watched the power of, suggestion and the power of the brain in meditation, which at at that point I said, okay, well, I need to really make sure that I already had my personal meditative practice, but I wanted to teach others how to meditate. So we started doing that. So it's just always been one thing after the next, adding on to what I already cared about. By the time I got around to um, non-alcoholic cocktails, it really was a matter of I needed something that did not exacerbate the anxiety that I already lived with on a regular basis. Um, And it wasn't even that I was, I I didn't even feel stressed at the time, but now I can look back and realize the ADHD was just always humming in the background. Um, And then my daughter 
learned that she was allergic to alcohol. So it just was all these things that kind of created this perfect storm for us to be able to learn more about non-alcoholic beverages. But as you know, here was the here was the problem when we started doing this back in, oh gosh, I guess the non-alcoholic beverages would really have been more around 2015, 17, we started introducing it to our clients. And that is, you could get a non-alcoholic wine that tastes horrible. It was a mess. And then if you wanted a non-alcoholic beverage, they would give us um, pineapple juice with some sparkling water and a cherry on top and call it a mocktail. Yeah. And you were just like, I don't want to feel like a kid when I go out. Like when I go when I go out, I would like to have a pretty cocktail glass. I want to have a beverage that makes me feel like an adult. I want to be able to have something when I drink it. I also get to relax and kind of chill out and unwind. Um, but I want to do that minus the alcohol. So I am so excited to see this boost and this excitement that has taken place around this whole non-alcoholic beverage um I want to call it phenomenon because it's it's beautiful. And the beauty of it is that because it's such a, I'm, I'm still saying it's a small community because it, it's a pretty small community right now. But because it is, we get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I think that the non-alcoholic beverages are doing. They are bringing people together who maybe didn't even want to talk about the fact that they felt uncomfortable, maybe if their friends were drinking and they didn't drink. It's making people who maybe dealt with substance abuse issues be able to say, I used to deal with that, but now I have an alternative and I'm and I'm good with this. So I am it's people like me who are saying, I enjoy a cocktail, but I didn't enjoy what it brought with it, which would be for me anxiety and nervousness. So I am so glad that there is an, uh, a space where we can feel like adults and grownups and we can have a wonderful beverage um, and we can all celebrate together uh, and be and be real good with that. So I'm I'm excited about what this season brings for um, small businesses, for this whole non-alcoholic uh, phenomenon. Absolutely. Um, and I think. 100% that the kind of the holistic approach and not drinking, I mean, go hand in hand. Um, just in, so when I personally, when I stopped drinking, I mean, I, I did it mainly because alcohol was no longer serving me and I didn't like the way it made me feel. And I was just like, you know, let me, let me take a break and see what happens. And like uh, probably about a month um, after I initially stopped it, I feel like a lot of other like more uh, wellness and healthy habits started like popping up. It's like, Oh, I've done this. I could maybe try to kick sugar or limit my sugar intake or eat better or start exercising. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it all just kind of came as a wave. And, um, uh, that's, that's kind of been my, my experience. And so I, I love how you're, uh, integrating those things. Um, it just, to me, it just makes sense. Um, we we talked with um, uh, the co-creator. His name is Kirk, and I may have to connect you with him because I I would love it to you to feature his 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 uh, brand in your boxes. I love um, that. He um, he and his wife created initially. It was called Sexy AF, but they rebranded. Um, it's called Sobreo, okay. and he does uh, I think like six different uh, blends, and I, I consider them botanicals because he 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 brings together just 
a whole bunch of different like herbs and um emily do you remember what he said um it was like herbs and spices and just a bunch of different um like fruits yeah. um and, and ages them in oak barrel oak, yeah oak, oak barrels oak um, barrel and I think he said that was an accident. He like he didn't mean yeah. to do it, but it was like he was just like, "Hey, we'll try it and see what happens." Um, but like low to no sugar, and basically his his take on it was, um, you know, you can mix it however you want to. It can mm -hmm. be in your mocktails. It could be low ABV drinks. Um, but the the goal was to provide this this additional mixer um, that's not going to be heavy on the sugar or heavy on the um, just stuff that you can't pronounce <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely i would absolutely love that one of the things that i think is important for us in this space is to collab together it's the only mm -hmm. way that we're really going to learn what works um and 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 learn that there are some real serious options i don't i mean not just the the sweet options, but really serious options. I mean, people don't really fully understand that a non-alcoholic spirit can have just as much flavor, can can feel just as um, powerful to the palate um, as an as a spirit that has alcohol. It's mm -hmm. and it's just because they simply do not know and not really been introduced yet. Um, so I think that collaboration is going to be the thing that's going to propel um, this particular industry if it is done right. I mean, if we have the opportunity, I, I'm always looking for companies to be able to collaborate with, to be able to put in our boxes. And then not only that, I want to be able to, like I said, not only just find the non-alcoholic beverage companies, but I'm also looking for things for, for companies that create items for people to relax and have relaxation and a spa-like experience and, and combining those things together. Because, you know, if you go to a spa right now today, you're going to get a beautiful bamboo robe and you're going to get a glass of champagne. I mean, it's just yep. people already have that mindset. So if we are taking that and placing it in something that you're getting in your home, you know, every month or however, however often you decide to have that subscription, I just think it allows them to have an experience that they otherwise would not have because right now we don't have enough bottle shops that are really providing the non-alcoholic beverages. And we certainly don't have enough spas that are currently providing that non-alcoholic piece. So I am all down for, <laughs> for connecting with businesses because I want, when one of us grows, Katie, all of us grow. Yes, when absolutely. one wins, we all win, and I want to yeah. see us all win. We, we, I just, I think that we can all win in this space. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I know you, you do say that it is a small community, and I think it is. Um, in you know, in if you're comparing it to you know, the alcoholic space or things like that, um, but it is growing. At least from at least I spend a lot of time on Instagram, admittedly, um, and that's actually where I went when I stopped drinking. Um, just to, you know, connect with folks and see what people are doing. And it is such a welcoming and warm community. So I think just everyone's like, hey, we're trying to do this thing. And why, you know, who are we to push people away kind of thing? It's like everyone's welcome, whether you're sober, sober curious, you know, maybe you don't just, you're like, hey, I want to take a break. Um, so, yeah, I think yes. that's great. It is, it is phenomenal. While we're even on that vein, we just I have to give a shout out to Laura Silverman. I mean, Laura has done with Zero Proof Nation. Laura mm -hmm. has done, ex, I mean, just some exemplary work in making sure that 
um, the, the message of non-alcoholic beverages are here. And, uh, and, and this is where you can go to get them. I mean, she's created a database of um, places that are providing non-alcoholic drinks all over the world. And so mm-hmm. her work has just been extraordinary. And I just have to give a shout out to her. I know that right now she is out traveling the country, um, going to different places that have non-alcoholic bottle shops. And I'm just so excited um, meeting her. Uh, we met uh, at my studio, at Rest Wellness Studio in Silver Spring, Maryland, when I was there. Phenomenal woman, but she is doing a wonderful job and just getting the word out that non-alcoholic beverages exist. They are phenomenal. They taste great. And and this is where they are. And so I agree, this industry is growing. um, And it's it's just exciting to see that we have so many people excited about it and advocating for one another. And like you said, the beauty is whether you are uh, someone who's specifically has like drinks non-alcoholic, whether you have alcoholic beverage, it doesn't matter because what we're all looking for at this point is we want to be able to have a beverage that we can feel good about when we drink it. So whatever that means for you, that's what it means. Yeah. 100%. I love that. So, um, you had mentioned, um, so calm, calm and cocktails. Um, maybe I, I thought I wrote this down. When did that start? When was that established? <laughs> a lot of information going around. <laughs> so, it's it's interesting because Common Cocktails was actually an event that I had at my studio. Oh. We would have an event once a month. And and um, so we would invite people to come in. We would have a meditation. They would be able to have a five sensory infrared sauna session. And then they would have a brain tap session. And then after the brain tap session and everyone's kind of relaxed, then we would have a cocktail, a non-alcoholic cocktail. It was such a big hit. And I was only able to provide it in my little small space. And so I was thinking it would be great if people could have this experience at home. And so I started doing that. Like I said, that that started probably about four years ago, four or five years ago. Um, it might have been even before because it was before the pandemic. So it started about maybe about five years ago. People loved it and they would invite people and they would bring people. We'd have um, charcuterie boards. It was it was beautiful. But it was limited because I just had it in that small space. And so that's really where Common Cocktails started. I wanted to be able to, once I closed my space and I did that in June of this year. So Common Cocktails was born, the subscription service, in June. Oh, wow. In wow, June. Wow. Okay. And we're real, we're really at the beginning of that. Um, and the other thing is because I'm just really peculiar and I like to be able to do things to the best of my ability in as much excellence as possible. So then that means I'm still, you know, sourcing products, um, still looking for the, you know, companies to collaborate with. So if anyone has a non-alcoholic company and you want to be able to get your product in front of a myriad of clients, this would be a wonderful way to do that. And so, yeah, we just got started in June. It's just been, it's been an interesting journey. And the podcast Actually, the new, so we kind of redone some things. So the podcast gets released on September 27th. You know, when we started that, Katie, it was interesting because we weren't calling cocktails and conversation at that point. We were actually, actually at that point, we were rest and dwell because I was really still piggybacking off of my business. That was My business was actually in full effect at that point. But then we decided we were going to transition that to calm cocktails and conversations um, because I'm making a whole transition. And as you know, as an entrepreneur, Things shift and change all the time. And I was ready for something 
different. I've been in this wellness space a long time, but I wanted to bring some fun and part of my personality to it. And I feel like this is the way to do it. I love meditation. Um, I'm a certified meditation facilitator. I have been meditating for, oh my gosh, well over 15 years. I love that. And so I wanted to be able to bring a piece of that with me, as well as all of that, those wellness experiences. So I'm so glad you had a chance to listen to it. Oops, there we go. Um, yeah, no, I um, I didn't, full disclosure, I didn't listen to the full episode, but I wanted to listen to a little bit of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I um, I like it. Do you do you have guests on um, on the show or is it just you yes. chatting? Okay. Absolutely. So um, on the episodes that we've done previously, we have had Dr. Patrick Porter with BrainTap because I wanted my clients to understand the importance of sleep and how sleep impacted our overall health and well-being and what it did to the brain. Um, and so we had Dr. Patrick Porter on. Uh, we had uh, Dr. Lakeisha McClendon on. She is a GYN that specializes in menopausal and perimenopausal and menopausal women. And we talked about her journey as a doctor with ADHD. So I'm trying to make sure that we have guests on that are um, engaging, and that have a story that we can share and that people can relate to. We had a, a good friend of mine. Her name is Erica Hagan. Erica Hag is also a woman that was later diagnosed with ADHD later in, later in her life. Um, she owns a spa here in the Atlanta area. And it's just a beautiful story about learning how to be able to live uh, with a do, new diagnosis um, and the excitement that comes when you get it. Because when you get it, you're super excited because you know now you're not crazy. You're not losing your mind all of those things. And so just those types of conversations have been wonderful. And um, as we move forward with Calm Cocktails and Conversations, we are hoping to be able to expand our audience because we really want people um, as guests that have embraced the concept of rest and that are willing to share what they do in spite of their busy lives to be able to live a restful lifestyle. And so I'm looking for what Calm Cocktails and Conversations has to bring to the table and um, what it'll bring to our audience. Awesome. We will. I will definitely um, put that in the show notes. So get Thank more you. folks to come listen to you guys. That's awesome. Thank you. I love that. And we'll have to make sure that we have you on because even with what you guys are doing, it is so intriguing. And I think sometimes people... Um, get overwhelmed when they think about, well, maybe I could do this and that. But when you see other people are doing things and they're planning and they're all, I just think it really helps to be able to know, oh, so maybe that is a possibility for me. So yeah, we need to talk and get you, get you uh, ladies on. Yeah, no, we would, we would love to be on. That's awesome. Um, so uh, back to your uh, subscription boxes. So what, um, who have you collaborated with? Like which, um, uh, non-alcoholic, um, either spirits or other beverages or ingredients? Um, what, what can somebody expect, um, if they were to subscribe? Okay. So what, so what I, what I would say is it depends. It, it just, it, that can change each month. So okay. for instance, we did, um, our, our Barbie box. Uh, we did that Barbie box when the movie came out. Um, I loved Barbie growing up. I was hoping my daughters were going to love her. My, my daughters weren't really that they weren't the Barbie daughters, but um, they, they, 
<laughs> so they didn't encourage me in my, I, I would buy them things for Barbie and then I ended up playing with it. So nevertheless, um, so at that point we connected with all the bidders. And so it's a husband wife team, Carly and Ian, and they have a business called All the Bitter and they create bitters for non-alcoholic beverage. You can even use them for alcoholic beverage if you wanted to, but their bitters are non-alcoholic and they are phenomenal. And I wanted my um, audience, the people who would be purchasing to be able to have an opportunity to have a really nice, cute pink drink for this Barbie box. And so um, we decided to be able to use their cosmopolitan um, recipe. It was wonderful because they provided the complete recipe. We could put the recipe in the box along with the items that were needed to be able to make the Cosmopolitan. Now, some things like cranberry juice, we collaborated with another company that had um, a, like a packet that you could put in your mixer and shake it up and it would dissolve. Okay. So it would give you all the sweetness and all of that. And please forgive me, Katie, because again, my memory is like that. And so for me to be able to remember exactly, you know, names and all that, that may not, that may not happen, but we did um, put like Seedlip, Seedlip is a, a company that we have used and put in our boxes and it was phenomenal. Again, Curious Elixirs is one that we really, really um, like. Um, Ritual, Ritual has just been great. So we're trying to be able, but we, and those are companies that a lot of people already, that really, they know about, they're pretty well-known, but we also want to connect with companies that are not necessarily so well-known. And we're still looking to be able to do that because again, we just started doing Common Cocktails, the box in June. And so we really want to be able, we're, we're still wow. developing um, who we're going to be working with. Another one is Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth, uh, we put, um, a, a robe that they provide in one of the boxes. And that's the other thing. The boxes shift and change. They're not always the same. So it could be one month you get three items, but it depends on those items may be a little more pricey. And then the next month you may get five items because they're not, but we're always trying to keep it within a certain price range. So our boxes right now um, are 135. So if you have a subscription, you pay 135. You pay 135 whether you get uh, a subscription that is just unlimited, you just keep on until you don't want it anymore, or whether you get a subscription that is six months, it doesn't matter. This, the price is still $135. Um, okay. But we're always going to make sure that you have phenomenal products. When we did that Barbie box, we went all out. We, I mean, we put the whole um, mixing um, package in there. So you got um, stirrers, you got the the um, measuring cups, you got everything with that. You also got the cosmopolitan glass, like the champagne glasses. I mean, it was just oh, wow. beautiful. We set it up where it was very nice because the other thing is, I don't want people to feel like we're penny pitching them when we're giving them a box. You know, I know that there are boxes out there that you can get that would be less expensive. Um, but we're doing something a little different. We're not just doing the non-alcoholic. We're also doing the calm piece. So we want to be able to continue to provide really high quality items in those boxes. Um, we're still trying to, you know, I'm trying to work with BrainTap now to figure out how in the world can we be able to collaborate? Because the headset is expensive. And so we won't be able to put a headset in a box. But what can we put in that box that will come from mm -hmm. BrainTap? What can I be able to um, put in these boxes that people can be able to maybe get a subscription? So we're already kind of thinking that's probably the way to go, that they can get their own free subscription to start with and then they can continue it if they want. Because for me, it's, it's about the whole person. This box is just not about being cute. 
it is really about, I want people to have an opportunity to really wind down when they get home. I would, I know I love, I love subscription boxes. It feels like a gift every time I do, you know, just a, a beautiful gift every month. Um, mm -hmm. But I want it to be something I'm going to use. Mm -hmm. You know, you yeah. ever, you ever, got, you ever got a box and then it's just like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, don't, yeah. I don't want that to be the case. I want to have a box that people, they're excited when, when it comes. Yeah. And so, and that's why we provide options because nobody's excited if you're paying one thirty-five a month every month, and then you get stuff and you don't even like what's in the box. You know, for that cost, I want to make sure that I'm being thoughtful about it. Uh, that's that is extremely important to me. So that's this this box is gonna. I think it's going to evolve because um, remember we just we just kind of started this piece in mm -hmm. June, and I do listen to feedback. Like feedback is important to me, and so I want our Listen, I want your listeners and our clients to be able to know I appreciate feedback because it's how I curate and every box is custom curated. It's not going to be the same thing every month. Um, and it's usually going to be based on a theme. And you'll know that when you open the box up, uh, we do not release the theme on our website because the beauty of the box is when you open it, you're completely excited about what you get because you don't know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, but you know, again, it's uh, it's growing and evolving. So <laughs> that may change based on feedback. Some people want to know what they're getting. So it's just it's a work in progress, and I am, um, I'm excited about it because it's 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 a different concept. But I want to perfect that, and that's that's something I think is going to take probably a few months, um, if not a year or so, to really perfect how we do it. Mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of where we are and working with it right now. Um, it's just kind of seeing where this is going to go. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I That's love that. so exciting. That's so exciting. I'm Thank excited you. for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I am really hoping that um, this helps people to be able to really get into a place where they know they don't have to go all over the place. Because I'm going to tell you, in all honesty, I don't live very far from a very nice um, um, liquor store. Very nice one. Um the non-alcoholic drinks are on the bottom shelf at the front and there are only three brands there. And, you know, so out here where I live at, I'm on the outskirts of Atlanta. But for me to be able to go to this huge store and there are only three products on a bottom shelf, you know, it can be a little disheartening because I, in order for me to be able to try products, that means you have to order them. Right. And that's the piece that I want people to be like, hmm. Try this and then see what you like. And I mean, who knows where this is going to go? Maybe if the doors open, we may end up doing something different. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll do an online store, but I'm not saying that yet. I'm just, who knows? <laughs> um, I'm always, I think the other thing for me is that I want to promote other businesses. Um, I know what I'm good at. You know, I, I'm, I'm really good at curating things to help people feel good. I know that about myself. Um, I don't know, am I, am I a good store owner? Mm, I don't know. So I would rather promote someone else's and collaborate with them as opposed to doing something half behind when I know what I do well. Right. No, that's awesome. Yes. Makes total sense, Tanya. I love it. <laughs> I'm trying hard. I'm trying hard. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about, if, if, if we can, um, the ADHD um, piece. I... My husband has told me before, I think he says he thinks that he has ADD or ADHD, but I don't think 
he's ever been officially diagnosed, but just he has that that very active brain. Like he's he's always being very creative and thinking of stuff and he'll he can't focus like if we're out and about he can focus on like all the conversations around him but it, like when I'm talking to him he's like what and I'm like okay um <laughs> so how I know you said you were recently um officially diagnosed correct yes. like okay mm -hmm. um, yes so yeah I guess just a little bit um about that because I mean I who I mean I sometimes wonder if maybe I have it but it's I I don't know I've never <laughs> Even I've never thought about it enough to where it's like, oh, maybe I should go do this because I, I found myself I can I can focus um, if mm -hmm. I really kind of put my mind to it, but I do have the squirrel um, <laughs> mentality sometimes too. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you that. Um, so I can remember Katie as far back as the fourth grade. As a matter of fact, fourth grade is probably a pivotal time for me um, because I remember daydreaming a lot in class. Um, I loved. I enjoyed school. I was, um, as long as the work kept me engaged and the moment that I felt bored, I just, I daydreamed. I was not hyperactive. I'm not that typical, what you would think ADHD is um, because it doesn't usually present as hyperactive in girls. In girls, it usually presents as inattentive. And so, and that doesn't mean, and so, so there's so many things with it. ADHD, um, really needs to have another name because it is not that we can't focus. It is that when we do focus, we usually are focusing on the thing that is not the most important thing. Um, then sometimes we get hyper-focused and then we are focusing on a thing for hours and hours or days or weeks on end. And then all of a sudden you lose complete interest in all of it. And now it fades to black. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs um, have ADHD. Um, a lot of athletes have ADHD. So I, I read that 80% uh, of millionaires have ADHD. So when you think of the Bill Gates, the Elon Musk, the Michael Jordans, when you think of these, these are people who have ADHD, Serena Williams, um, Trevor Noah, we have people who are just brilliant. And that's the other thing. Uh, a lot of times I think that sometimes while we don't embrace um, AD, you know, just even thinking that we have ADHD is because people have a tendency to think it is an intellectual issue and it is absolutely not. It is an executive functioning issue. So it is, I want to start this business. I have the idea to start the business and I can even create the strategy to get started and connect with all the people to get it started. But then when I have to implement it, maybe I don't have the best time management. So then I'm frustrated. Or maybe I'm not making one plus one for me is is not connecting to the next thing. Um, maybe I need to be able to have um, better focus so that I can actually set aside time to get the work done. But then when I sit down to get the work done, if it feels overwhelming, I'm going to go off and it's going to be just what you said. Okay, it's going to be the squirrels. I'm going to be all over the place doing everything else I should do except for this thing. Maybe it becomes I know I have a meeting at three o'clock. But now I am completely paralyzed and I can't do anything until three o'clock comes. 
So that means that whole day, no work gets done because I'm so worried I'm going to miss three o'clock that even though it's nine o'clock in the morning, I can't start on anything else because I'm worried I'm going to miss three. So it can be a, a myriad of things. Um, for me, it's also the piece of memory. Like I have, to, I write everything down because, and I used to feel so bad about this because I would meet someone and they would tell me their name and three seconds later, I couldn't call their name. And I would be like, oh my God, these people are going to think I'm so rude. And it wasn't that. It was that I genuinely didn't remember because the short-term memory for some people with ADHD is horrid. Unless we're hyper-focused at the moment and then we're going to remember everything. So it's it's been an interesting journey. And I started recognizing, like I said, I knew in the fourth grade it was the the it was the daydreaming. But as I got older, it was... Um, not remembering names, it was, I would read something and I have to read it like five times because by the time I got to the end of the paragraph, I didn't remember what was at the beginning of the paragraph or I'm reading and although I'm currently reading, I'm hearing something else. And so that's totally got my attention and I'm still reading, but I don't know what was what I read because whatever had my attention over here, that's where my mind was. And now I got to read it three or four times. I get ready to take a test I know all the material if you ask me, but if I have to write it down because I have to remember it a certain kind of way, good luck. Good luck. I hated taking tests because I knew I wasn't going to remember it exactly the way that it was written down. But if I heard it, it was I was going to remember it with no problem. So it was just these little things. As I got to be an adult, um, it was I'm reading numbers, but I'm transposing the numbers. So then I learned in college I'm slightly dyslexic. So then I, okay, so now here's this. Um, and then time goes on and a life is lifing. I get married, I have children. And then out of the clear blue sky, I develop panic attacks. And I'm like, where in the world did this come from? And so I'm going to doctor after doctor and they're like, oh, you know, you just, you know, you just have anxiety, just take this Xanax. And I'm like, but, oh, but let's deal with the root. Like, what is the root? Why do I have anxiety? Why am I having panic attacks? It was, and I started mentioning these other things that I noticed as I was, you know, the lack of memory, how I would ruminate on something and think on it and overthink it for the longest kind of time. Part of the reason I could be such a great entrepreneur is because I had great ideas and, and I would be excited about it. But the minute I wasn't excited about it anymore, that's why I was a serial entrepreneur. I went to the next thing. Yeah. So I started talking to my doctors about it and I had one doctor tell me, oh, you don't have ADHD. You're too smart for ADHD. I remember how offended I was because I'm thinking, well, first of all, it doesn't have anything to do with being smart. Um, and secondly, you, you, dis you dismiss me. And as I started to be able to learn more, um, I realized that women were the most misdiagnosed, underdiagnosed, not diagnosed people in the realm of ADHD. And it was simply... That piece of we were, you know, you're just being lazy. You know, maybe you just try a little bit harder. You know what you need to do? You need to buy a calendar. If you can't stay organized, you need to get a, another calendar. Well, I had 17,000 calendars. If you go in my room right now and open up my wardrobe, I have a thousand calendars and I've used each of them twice. And so it became that thing of, well, that doesn't, that's not it. And so what happens over time is that it begins to wear in your self-esteem. You start to think something is really wrong with me or maybe I'm just not maybe I'm not as smart as I thought. So now you 
you learn these coping skills to mask and so that you can look like everybody else that's neurotypical, although you're neurodivergent. And you don't even know you're neurodivergent because that word just came up a few years ago. So it's this it's this constant battle with who you are and being able to embrace who you are without knowing why you are the way you are. And that's frustrating. Um, so I pressed for 10 years for diagnosis, 10, wow. 10 years. Um, it was, it was aggravating. Like I said, the dismissal is amazing among women, women, period. It is amazing how we get dismissed. Uh, I was told that it was probably because I was starting menopause that, you know, I was having the brain fog and all that. I'm like, no, because I've had this brain fog 10 years ago when I first started trying to get this stuff, like take me seriously. And I finally found a doctor to take me seriously give me a real evaluation and it was determined that I did have inattentive ADHD and it was the best diagnosis and it answered a million questions. Um, and then about three weeks later, it also brought on a level of grief that I can't even begin to explain to you because then you start to think, if I had known earlier, maybe I would have done this. Maybe I could have achieved this. Maybe I could have accomplished this. Um, and I remember it was my husband who was like, girl, let me tell you something. Don't, don't do that to yourself. So I had to make sure I got me a good therapist so that I could talk through all of the grief piece um, and then be able to finally make peace with, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in this moment. But what I can do is I can advocate for other women and I can advocate for children and families. And so I became a, a member of Chad Children uh, and Adults with ADHD and I now sit on their public policy committee because I wanna make sure that there are policies in place to be able to help schools identify students with ADHD instead of just saying they're a behavioral problem. Um, I wanted to make sure that families were able to be evaluated because the statistics show us that if a child has ADHD, the likelihood of their parents having it is 90%. So ADHD is genetic. Well, lo and behold, all three of my children have ADHD and were recently diagnosed. So it is just, and they're all doing extremely well. So it's the, it's that always fighting the stereotypes too, because you assume that ADHD is the kids always jumping off the wall, running all over the place, can't listen, ill behavior. And that was not, that was not the case with any of my children. So I am trying to make sure that I advocate on behalf of those of us that have ADHD and those of us that think we do. I will say this, is that if you think you do, pursue it. It's worth pursuing. It is so worth pursuing. I'm so glad that I did it. And I have had other women. I'm, there are women who are in their 60s and 70s just now getting a diagnosis. It's amazing. I had I joined wow. a group. I wanted to be able to connect with other women who were getting these late diagnoses. And when I saw women in their 60s and 70s, I was floored because they said they had been telling their physicians that they felt like something was not quite, quite right. And they were not heard because women's symptoms um, present differently and girls' pre symptoms present differently than boys. And so we got dismissed. Um, so that's how you're going to always hear anything that I do, ADHD will be woven into it um, because we're now recognizing it. You know, people say, well, why so many people being diagnosed with ADHD? It's not that they're just now being diagnosed. They've always had it. They were just ignored. And so that's where my passion um, comes with this whole ADHD piece and me really wanting to make sure I'm advocating for women um, because I know that journey for me, it should not have taken 10 years to get a diagnosis. And I should not have gone through elementary, middle, high school and college without anyone noticing 
something because my my schoolwork should have reflected it. It's something should have said that I was a great student, but you should have seen that I fade to black every second semester all my life. No one picked up on it. So it was just it's been an interesting journey. It's been an interesting journey. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the um, advocacy part because I was going to ask, um, I think you mentioned that either in an email or one of our correspondents that um, that was something that you do. And um, and I'll, I'll include those, uh, the one the one group you mentioned, I'll include their information in the show notes. Just, I mean, because if our listeners, again, if they think they may have it or if they have been diagnosed and want to get involved um, and help advocate, then I would love to be able to connect them. Mm-hmm. Um, that- with, that would be with uh, resources and organizations like anything that we that we can do to help. Yes, that would be phenomenal. I appreciate that. Um, Chad does some wonderful work, and they're working at the national level. Uh, and so I I'm just always so grateful to be a part of it. Uh, and then we also want to be able to make sure that people know where they can be able to get um, evaluations. At some people, sadly, there are cities in this country that have nowhere where you can go get a diagnosis from a doctor. There's no doctor that specializes in ADHD in their city or in their town. And so we have resources, there are resources online, and you'll be able to find all of that out uh, if you go to CHAD, C-H-A-D-D. If you go to CHAD, they provide resources on uh, how you can get an evaluation, where you can go to get an evaluation, um, what, what your options are in schools. Parents don't even realize that there are so many options that they can tap into in school because you know, it's just not well known, but thank you. And I appreciate you um, putting that in the show notes because I think that's something people will really appreciate knowing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank absolutely. You. Oh, thank Tanya, you. this has been so fun. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. I have really you, enjoyed it. Yeah, I was going to say, you kind of remind me of our mom a little bit. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I got that too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, I'm going to tell you something that I just believe that just it's just been put on my heart. And I just know it was nobody but the Lord has done this. But he's always put women on my heart. And I have always wanted to be able to be a help to women. And it's interesting that you say that because that is what a lot of times younger women who are my daughter, my my oldest daughter is 34, but they'll always say, oh my God, you know, you're like a mom to me and you remind me of my mom. And I'm grateful for that because I mean, I think that we all need support. Um, We all need to be able to feel heard and loved and cared and appreciated. I mean, and even what you guys are doing, what you're doing is phenomenal. And I am so grateful for it. It was the most creative thing ever. Like I said, I, I tried to listen I tried to listen to Malice and Mocktails, but I swear, I Lord have mercy. When I went to bed, my brain said, girl, you gonna, let me tell you something you're going to think about this all night for the next three nights. I said, oh, Lord. But I love the creativity and how in-depth you guys are going. I mean, y'all are really reaching into history. It's a beautiful thing. And so keep doing what you're doing. And even with Soothing Sips, keep doing what you're doing. You don't ever know how you are encouraging somebody else to just do their thing. And I just think we all got a thing and we just have to do it. 100%. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. Awesome. Well, this has been so fun, Tanya. I don't, I think I ran through all of my my questions I had. Emily, did you have anything for Tanya? Um, not right now, but I'm going to re-listen to all of this because I kept getting cut off as, I, as we were coming into New Braunfels. I kept getting cut off. And I was like... No, she was talking about something really interesting. Like every single time I was fully like 
into it and then just nothing. And I was like, oh, ah. So I can't wait to re-listen to everything. Because um, I just, I loved listening to everything that you had to say today. And I can't wait to, to go on to all of your socials and everything and learn more. Thank you so much, Emily. I appreciate it. Be safe. I, I understand that there has been a storm and you're making your way in. Be careful and be safe. I know we were just talking, Katie, about how that, that Southern weather, that Southern weather is something else. Hot one minute, a storm the next. And so please, you know, be careful. I'm glad you're making it in safely. And um, yes, I, I appreciate if you all would, would share all of our socials. Um, we are on Instagram at Calm and Cocktails. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Calm Cocktails Conversations. And if you want to follow me personally, I am at Well Rested, R Y Y S T E E D, Well Rested. Um, and so I'm, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot say enough how much I appreciate this. I love being a part of this community. Um, I love being a part of something new that is helping to empower people um, and bringing people together. And that's exactly what the non-alcoholic beverage community is doing. I'm very excited about that. And so thank you all so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And you're welcome back anytime. Um, so if, if we want to talk about other things um, or even circle back, like maybe when um, uh, your um your podcast has the relaunch or when, you know, maybe your, your box, your subscription box has had a few months to, <laughs> to grow. Um, we can, we can give folks an update on those. Things. I love that. Thank you so much. And, you know, I'm always trying to come up with something. So maybe we'll have to be able to come up with, some, maybe we can have a common cocktails evening with malice and mocktails. Or yeah. I would that love would be that. So so yeah. Let's, yeah, maybe we can do that. I, I'd love, I'd love to do it. Yeah, the ideas will be endless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Implement it, Lord have mercy. But the ideas will be endless. So, but thank you, thank you. I think that these collaborations are what make the world go round, and so I'm looking forward to doing something together. Yes, awesome, perfect, cool. Well, Tanya, thank you again, and um, yeah, we look forward to chatting with you some more, and we hope that you have a great rest of your weekend. Yeah. Thank you so much, please. Thank you. Certainly. All right. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoy our content, share it with a friend, and don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Those 100% make our day and bring us joy. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Malice and Mocktails. And don't forget to check out our merch. Find the link in the show notes below or on any of our social media platforms. And until next time, make good choices. Bye. Bye.